Welcome to The Business Strategist, the show that gives business owners and entrepreneurs game-changing business strategies that can be used in scaling and transforming a business. Sharing deep dive conversations with industry experts, thought leaders and clients, facing real challenges and uphill struggles. Brought to you by business strategist, former elite athlete, international speaker and best-selling author, Adam Strong. and welcome to the business strategist with myself Adam Strong. I'm super pumped, like really super pumped, super excited. Really um I'm excited because this is a new chapter. This is a new beginning. This is a transformation ladies and gents. And so when one door closes, another door opens. So uh so welcome to the business strategist and uh, first of all I want to welcome back some of our loyal uh, listeners as well. We have listeners from 52 countries around the world. So uh, super excited about that. And for you guys that are new to this, congratulations and welcome to the business strategist. So, um, so really looking forward to today. Um, you know, one of the uh, one of the real reasons why I decided to kind of like, you know, jump ship and do a massive uh, upgrade of everything is because I wanted to make sure that everything in terms of our messaging, in terms of like who we are and what we stand for came across a lot more simpler, uh, a lot more easier to understand. So really super pumped and super excited. Now, if you're listening to me live, use the hashtag live, use the hashtag replay. If you're listening to the recording and you like what we like, like what you hear, uh, then great, fantastic. If you get some value, uh, then amazing. What I would say to you, depending on when you're listening to this, of course, um, I would highly recommend that you rewind and re-listen to this because I'm going to be dropping some massive value bombs. So make sure you've got notebook and pen handy because it's going to be a massive, it's going to be a great show today. So I'm going to be doing uh, a solo episode with you guys. And so what's today's show all about? So I want to talk a little bit about how to increase your influence, okay, without without the need to feeling as if you're manipulating your audience, right? So that's what I'm going to be talking a little bit about today. And it's interesting because many, many, many years ago, I thought that influence was, as I said to you, I thought it was manipulating the audience or getting them to do something when they felt uncomfortable to do it. Does that make sense? And, you know, I didn't quite grasp the understanding. And what that did is, is it actually my sales, my conversions, and my ability to forge long-term strong relationships took a huge hit. All right. And so it wasn't until I came across an amazing book, by the way, um, called Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion by Dr. Robert Cardini. All right. And it was written many, many years ago. And recently, uh, a few years ago, he upgraded that bo- book and made it, uh, you know, just changed a few of the strategies in there. But he wrote seven 
principles of influence. And we're going to go through those guys. We're going to go through those seven principles with you, how to apply them. And I'm going to share some stories about how uh, I've used them in my own business, but then how you can then essentially use them in yours. So, um, so I hope this is going to be a value to you. Um, so uh, let's get straight into it because uh, it's a great book, by the way, if you haven't already purchased it as I'm speaking to you, go over to Amazon, Waterstones, Barnes & Noble, wherever it is, uh, Robert, uh, Dr. Robert Kaidini, Influence the Psychology of Persuasion. You may or may have not already read it. If you have already read it, I recommend that you go back and reread it because there's so many great uh, golden gems in that book. There really is. And the great thing about the principles is that they all are scientifically proven to work, which is amazing, right? So let's talk about the seven principles, okay? So the first principle that uh, Robert had put into his book is the principle of reciprocity. So I can't even say it. Oh my God. Reciprocity, okay? So reciprocation effectively, all right? Um, Now, what does that mean? What does that mean, okay? If you give value to somebody, all right? If you give value to somebody or you go out of your way to help someone achieve their goals, dreams, objectives, whatever it is that they're trying to achieve, okay? That person, okay, or organization or business or whatever it is, they're gonna feel indebted to you. It's not that they feel guilty, that they they just feel indebted to you. They feel like they owe you a favor, okay? And this is... This is where the first principle kicks in. And I want to share a quick story, if I may. So many, many years ago, I had a conversation uh, where I was reached out by a lady, and she won't mind me mentioning her name. Her name was Tamalita, okay? Tamalita was running a VIP exclusive dinner event uh, for entrepreneurs and leaders at the Ritz in London, okay? So really high-profile uh, very high profile, very exclusive. Uh, there was limited numbers and she she was running an event, all right? And she asked me, we got the call to explore collaboration because that's what I'm about. I'd love to collaborate with people, okay? So she told me what her focus was and I had some ideas. And she wanted to obviously increase the amount of people that attended that event. All right. And even and even though there was only I think there was only around 20 spots left, uh, 20 spots available anyway. OK, but she wanted to effectively bring more high net worth individuals, high uh, experienced business owners to that event. OK, and I have a very good network of reaching out to people. OK, so what I did is I reached out to people within my network. I created that vision and I sold that event on behalf of Camelita. Now, I didn't expect anything in return, okay? I had zero expectation, all right? And uh, it was uh, a high-ticketed event, all right? So I can't remember the tickets. I think they were around 500 pounds or whatever it is, okay? And I didn't expect anything in return. All I knew is I spoke to, I, I believed in what she was selling, okay? I believed in what she wanted to achieve from that event, and that there was going to be some very high-profile celebrities in our industry, okay? And so 
I think I had like five or six people that came along to the event, people within my network that I felt really gate would have some benefit from attending. And they attended, they paid for the event and they attended. Okay. And during the event, um, so there was a few celebrities within that event that attended that event. Okay. One of those celebrities was a lady called Sharon Lecter. Now, Sharon is the co-author of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad um, books. There are, I think there are 27 in total. She was a number one uh, best-selling author for uh, 27 different books. She was also the former CEO of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad organization with Robert, okay? Robert Kiyosaki. And so uh, she was so impressed. So Kamalita then introduced me to, to Sharon. She was so impressed and Sharon sat down with me and she says, I'm so impressed with the way that you helped one of my students, one of my clients help them achieve their goals. What can I do for you? Okay. She felt indebted to repay me a favor, even though I didn't expect it. Right. And so, so I told her that I was writing a book at the time, which I was. Okay. And I would love it if she would read the book and be able to provide a foreword to that book and a testimonial for me. And she was, she was, she, she said, without doubt, 100%. And so that was kind of how I was able to uh, use celebrity endorsement, uh, because she is a bit of a celebrity, you know, um, she's got real social proof uh, in the financial literacy industry. And so we was able to do other business projects and collaborations and synergies. And that's just one way in which you can reciprocate. All right. Another way in which you can reciprocate, for example, on this podcast, right? I get so many people that pitch to me that wants to get on the podcast, okay? But I turn 99% down, okay? Because this podcast specifically, this show is not about the individual. It's about you guys that are listening in, all right? So in terms of reciprocation, what I do is we create a collaboration. So sometimes one person comes on to here and offers some value to what to you guys that are listening in, and vice versa. I go on as a guest as a guest to their show and offer some value to their audience. So that's a really great uh, way to reciprocate and provide value. So what can you do, God? What can you guys do to reciprocate and add value to others without the need for expectation? Okay. All right. And uh, what can you do? What sort of activities could you do that would help elevate uh, your influence? So that's principle number one. Principle number two is commitment. All right. So commitment. What does that actually mean in a nutshell? Right. So organizations, businesses, business leaders want commitment from uh, their audience. OK, so from their from their audience. Now, if, for example, Say, for example, I was, say, a restaurant, okay? And I was opening a new restaurant, okay? And on my website, I offered a coupon code, okay? Which gave them, say, I don't know, 20% off on Wednesday nights, for example, okay? And I put my details in, my email address. That's my currency, okay? All right? I'm now committed, okay? So I'm committed. But in order to get me over the line. It might not be the coupon code that draws me across the line. It might be that you need to consistently help them to remember who you are, 
okay? So what does that actually mean, all right? So the more that you consistently show it, the more that you consistently educate, the more that you consistently inspire people, the more that they remember you, okay? And when the time's right, they'll commit to you. They'll become a customer. They'll become a client. They'll purchase a product, whatever it might be, but they will come over. They will, they will, they will effectively um, cross the line on their own terms. So that's commitment. So one of the ways in, uh, for example, you may have a newsletter on your website, for example, okay? And I may sign up to that newsletter because I found an article that you wrote was very interesting, okay? You've then got to continue to feed uh, regular content to me that, that effectively creates a memory, okay? It creates a memory and I'm gonna think of you every time uh, I suffer from, say, for example, I suffered from a particular problem. Say I wanted to increase productivity and I knew that you, you, get, you, gave a, you wrote a great article about productivity, okay? Then I'm going to be interested in learning more about you as an individual um, and how we align in terms of our core values. But, you know, consistent content all the time is going to help me to get across the line. So that's principle number two. Uh, about how you can increase your influence. Principle number three is social proof. Now, social proof is so important. Now, I want to give you an example here because here is a, a really important... Uh, so I do a lot of work with people in the professional services. Now, I use the uh, an analogy of an accountant. Now, most people that are listening to you guys, uh, most of us know an accountant. All right, or multiple accountants, okay? Because it's one of those professions that it feels like so many, so many people are a are an accountant, right? Now, say for example, I was in the I was in the industry of wanting to wanting to uh, engage in an accountant. I need an accountancy service, right? And I and I draw up a shortlist, and I got down to the final two. Now, within the final two people. Those two accountants had exactly the same experience and exactly the same qualifications, except one of them had written testimonials. One of them had video testimonials. One of them had testimonials on Google reviews. Now, which accountant would you choose? Would you choose the accountant that had zero social proof or would you choose the accountant that had lots of social proof? The choice is obvious, right? So you choose the accountant which has lots of social proof because other people are sharing their experiences. Other people are selling you, right? So um, so one of the ways in which you can increase your influence is, for example, you know, if you're using LinkedIn as a great, as a great example, there's a great place there where you can uh, write testimonials uh, get your clients to write testimonials. Now, if you have a, an e-commerce website, or if you are uh, if you are effectively on, uh, you're running a business, and you may be on Google, for example, you've got Google reviews. Okay, it's social proof. All right, so it's real good social proof. So I want you to think about how can you enhance your social proof and position yourself, which gives confidence to the buyer or the audience. All right. So what could you do? All right. So I went to just kind of uh, kind of give you some ideas and some analogies around. So that's principle number three, which is social proof. Principle number four, it's called authority. Okay. So generally people that have 
um, what's called positions of authority are generally seen automatically as more trustworthy. All right. So if you are the CEO of a company, right, or maybe you would you are a keynote speaker. All right. So if you are an entrepreneur or a leader, OK, and you want to elevate your brand, OK, using public speaking is going to help increase your authority in your industry. All right. And again, if you're seen as a speaker, you're seen as a uh, with you, you, your position automatically is more trustworthy, have more knowledge than most people and you stand out from the crowd. All right. So um, what I was going to say to you. If you <laughs> if you want to look at increasing your authority, look at public speaking as an option to be able to do that. All right. You don't have to have positions of the CEO or the founder or whatever it is. You don't have to have that because sometimes it's not enough. OK, uh, but having a position of authority is going to sway uh, and influence uh, the behaviors of your audience if you have a position of authority. So that's principle number four. Principle number five is what I call likability, right? Now, you've probably heard of this analogy, okay, that people do business with people that they like, know, and trust. You've heard of that, right? So if you're more likable, okay, then I'm more than likely, I'll feel like, you know, if we have similar core values and if you... One way in which you can increase and improve your likability is using empathy. Okay. So, for example, if you're sitting down with somebody, whether it be on Zoom or face to face or whatever it is, okay. And say, for example, you're on a discovery call, all right. And you're working with a, you're working with, through a potential prospect's challenges, should we say, okay. Now, if they, uh, Maybe they come up with some sales objections or whatever it is, okay? And you're using empathy and you're sharing your own story and they feel that they can relate to you. So there's this relatability. Then they're more than likely to be influenced and swayed. You're then going to use your powers of influence using that likability. The other things that you can also do to increase your likability is things like celebrity endorsements. Uh power of recommendation. So word of mouth marketing is another great way to increase likability in terms of the principle. So um, I remember uh, not that long ago, actually, a, a few years ago before the pandemic, I was able to I was able to uh, speak on on the stage of the likes of John Travolta and Vanilla Ice and 50 Cent. Okay. So those are so celebrity, not they're not celebrity endorsements as such, but I've had the privilege to be on the same stages as those individuals. What that does is, again, it increases likability. All right. So that's uh, that's uh, principle number five. Principle number six. All right. Is called scarcity. All right. Now, I use this analogy of if there is a short supply of something it makes it more, there is more increased demand for something. All right. Now, um, I don't know if you remember, but there was a 
energy drink that came out. Um, now I'm just trying to think what the name of the name of the energy energy drink that came out in 2023, and it was uh, and it came out and it was from uh, the music group. Uh, I'm just trying to think what it was called, but it was sold in places like Walmart and ASDA, and it was the prices were were elevated, you know. But there was this big buzz because they had. But the reason why they was able to charge premium prices is because they had a limited supply of them. All right. So um, and an, a red, another really great example, actually, is that we have we are looking to launch one of our business masterminds called the Game Changers in a Circle. Uh, and it's mainly for experienced business owners in the professional services industry that want to scale up to uh, they want to scale up and make an impact to create a long term legacy. All right. And as part of uh, our cohort, we have started what we call a waiting list. We only offer a maximum of eight to 10 spaces per cohort. All right. So it's quantity uh, quality over quantity as such all right so scarcity right limited numbers right what can you what can you offer in terms of like limited numbers all right um what's that sense of urgency without it coming across too douchey all right so you know there's a way in which you can uh, promote something right without it feeling unethical and you know in it's all about making sure that you're leading with integrity and honesty, okay? So if you are genuinely only wanting to work with, I don't know, say 40 people a year, okay, and you have three cohorts, uh, sorry, four cohorts, for example, per year of people that can work with you and your team, okay? So it's the same. It doesn't matter what business you're in, whether it be accountancy, uh, a financial advisory or whatever it might be. It doesn't really matter what industry you're in, okay? Normally there is a ceiling to how much, uh, how many people that you would want to work with, okay? So whether it be a program, whether it be a, whether it be a course or whatever it might be, okay? Uh, what exclusivity, okay? And what's what, uh, what, what things could you do to help create that scarcity uh, that creates that sense of urgency, all right? So that's principle number six. And principle number seven is called unity. All right. Now, let me give you an example of unity, okay, and how it is applied, okay? Unity effectively is a bit like a, a tribe or a community, for example. So I don't know if you've ever been part of, or you may already still be part of, or maybe you already uh, host a, a Facebook group, for example. And normally that's led by uh, by someone that's got a vision or whatever it might be and you know they're all they've got this unity they all uh, share the same vision okay so they're all kind of working in synergy and collaboration they may be sharing insights or information so it could be a mum's group for example right um, you know I'm part of various Facebook groups, whether it be uh, my local, like Windsor Parents, for example, or it could be, for example, a specific Facebook group for podcasters. It could be a specific uh, Facebook group for, um, it could be an entrepreneurial business group, for example, or whatever it might be. So in terms of unity, how do people kind of glue together? All right. So where's that gluing effect, should we say, that synergy, that commonality, 
Um, what can you do? So, um, for example, you could create a Facebook group. You could create a WhatsApp group. All right. So what are you doing to communicate and connect with your audience? All right. So they're able to build up, um, again, this kind of unity, but also this likability. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. Does that make sense? Um, so I hope, that, hope this is kind of giving you guys um, some ideas. So let's just, in summary, let's just quickly go over those seven principles again. So I talked about number one, the uh, principle of reciprocity, okay? So reciprocation, okay? So that is principle number one. Principle number two is commitment. Uh, so principle number three is social proof. Principle number four is authority. Principle number five is likability. Principle number six is scarcity. And principle number seven is unity. All right. So I hope this has given you some ideas about how you can increase your persuasion, your influence. All right. Um, and also long term relationships. OK, because ultimately, you know, when people come and discover you, it's going to require it's going to it's you know, people aren't going to spend large amounts of money instantaneously. You've got to develop a relationship with that individual. All right. So that's what I wanted to kind of put across as well. So I hope that that has given you some insights about today, uh, today's uh, episode and show. Uh, do me a favor. If you're not already, uh, if this did give you some value, we have uh, a uh, great uh, link actually where you can offer you can actually purchase a cup of tea for me we have a big um what was going to say one of our big missions is to increase the amount of impact that we're having in the world uh for leaders and entrepreneurs so we really want to uh, drive as much impact as we can uh and, and make a real big impact to everybody around the world using some of the principles insights and tools uh, that we're providing for you. Now, if you believe that you've got some value from today, please do me a favor, purchase a cup of tea. Now, if you if you make a donation uh, to uh, to us and it's £10 or more, I will send you a copy of my book, uh, Play the Game. If you purchase a, a cup of tea of £25, I will send you a personalized signed copy of, your, of a book uh, within the UK. And I'll send it to you uh, with postage as well. So listen, uh, first of all, thank you so much for listening in today. We've got some amazing topics coming up, some amazing guests, uh, some amazing one-on-ones. Um, and I hopefully you guys have enjoyed today's show. So listen, um, um, if you aren't already following me over on LinkedIn, please go over and do so as well. And also on YouTube as well, subscribe to the channel and make sure you click on that bell notification. Anyway. From me, Adam Strong, thank you so much and uh, speak to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Business Strategist with Adam Strong. Follow Adam on LinkedIn, YouTube and adamstrong.net. Leave a review on Apple or Spotify.